you single and waiting for Mr. Right? Are you in a relationship but still not quite sure if he's the one? Are you married and sometimes wondering if you've made the right decision? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then this podcast is for you. I am your host, Sharon Tillman, and welcome to the He's Worth the Wait podcast. This podcast is to promote healthy, whole relationships and to educate you on how to produce the very best version of yourself so you can meet the very best version of the one who has been chosen for you. Go with me as I share my story, as I share my journey, as I share my truth and my testimony while inspiring, uplifting, and encouraging you to know that he is worth the wait. Let's talk. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to He's Worth the Wait podcast. I am your host, Sharon Tillman. Hey guys, thanks for joining me again on today. Listen, I just want to shout you guys out and say thank you for going on this journey with me. Thank you for the ones who tune in and really just support me. I really, really appreciate it. Um, And I want to say thank you. I hope that this podcast is reaching. I hope that you're getting what you need from this podcast. I hope that um, whether it be a little clip or it be like a whole full episode, I just hope that it's resonating with you in some way and you're able to get exactly what you need. So let's jump right in. Let's get started. Um, I'm excited to talk about this topic right here tonight. Um, I absolutely love love. So for all the ones who, you know, know me, um, you know that I love love. Like I always say, I love love. I love marriage. Um, I love these things. So um, I love the freedom that comes from love, the possibilities that come from love. I love Um, the healing and the breakthroughs that come from love, like love can get really in depth, right? And so a lot of people don't really like to get into the logistics of love because love can be painful. Um, It can really hurt because you've got to, you know, you've got to be your vulnerable self. You got to be your authentic self. You got to open yourself up and it requires you letting people into a space a space that sometimes we keep blocked for protection and because we keep this particular place blocked for protection um then we we don't always like to allow people to come in because we want to protect ourselves we want to protect our hearts um and we want to just 
keep from being hurt, right? So I can really um, go into depth about that, you know, when you think about things that you've been through and when you think about um, different situations that you found yourself in or that you've encountered in your life, like if you've been in a relationship and you've experienced a heartbreak. And I think um, this is always the easiest example I can get um, because so many people knows what it feels like. Um, and it doesn't have to be just a boyfriend girlfriend relationship or husband and wife sometimes you can have that best friend that just betrays your trust and it was something that you never saw coming it was something that you never expected um and it was like someone ripped something that was inside of you so it's almost like when we plant things into the ground and when you've got someone that is that close to you it's like they're planted in in with you and Whenever they do something that really betrays your trust, it's like you, it's, it's a rip and they, it's like ripping out of the ground and uh, pulling something up out of the ground. Like it's completely, you know, undone. And so instead of us, you know, doing the proper work and getting the proper healing and things that we need, a lot of times we will just cover that space. So it's like, um, if I had a plot of, flower planted here I'm just not going to plant here anymore so I'm going to cover this space up with some dirt I, listen I don't do agriculture but for some reason this is what's coming to me as I'm trying to give this example but um we're just going to cover this space with some dirt and I'm not going to allow anyone to plant in this particular space anymore because this space has been hurt. It's been broken. So what we do is a lot of times we move on in situations in our life. We move on in friendships. We move on in relationships, um, especially if we've been, you know, hurt from being cheated on or infidelity or anything of that nature. Um, we just move on from it. And if we don't get that proper healing from it, then instead of it ever being a place where we allow people to want to revisit again, we keep it blocked for protection. So it's like I'm protecting myself from you or from anyone else who could potentially do this. I allowed you to cheat on me. I'm never going to allow this to happen again. So I'm protecting myself and I'm not going to allow anybody to get this deep inside. I'm not going to allow anybody to get that close to my heart again because I got to protect my heart and they didn't use my heart they didn't you know handle my heart with care so now I gotta put a blocker up on my heart to protect it and when you think about a lot of people and I've heard people say you know that come out of relationships they come out of bad marriages or anything where they were really just just done wrong um and I've heard people say yeah I never want to get married again or I never want to like yeah I don't need a man or I don't need a woman in my life like or I'm good to just date and things like that but yeah I'm good on allowing anybody to get that close to me and it's easy for us to do and I say us because I've been there um I've been there before um I've been to that place where people have hurt me so much that whenever I felt like someone was getting close to me I would find a way to sabotage I would find a way to like really get them 
to back it up or to back the friendship up or to whatever it was because I'm like okay wait I've been here before and when I allowed somebody to get this close to me before then they really did a number on me and I don't want to go through that again and I don't want to experience that again and instead of allowing God to take it and put the pieces back together and really heal it from the depths of where it was I was just like no I'm going to put this blocker up and I'm going to put this protection up and it's going to protect me from ever being hurt again so I don't have to worry about this anymore I don't have to worry about going through this anymore I don't have to worry about allowing anybody to do this to me because I'm not going to let them get close enough to do it so when we're really thinking about love, we're thinking about all of these things and how we really protect ourselves and, you know, all of these things. But when we really get into the depths of love, we have to start at the foundation of why we love the way that we love or why we receive love the way that we receive love. So my topic for this um, podcast today is foundational love. And so we're going to talk about foundational love and where our love really stems from. Like who teaches us how to love? I know as we get older and I tell my clients, I tell my friends, I tell people all the time, listen, I'm, I'm like a voice. So anytime I'm talking, I'm always saying, hey, listen, we teach people how to treat us. Well, we teach people how to love us once we get to the place where we know how to love ourselves. We can't teach anyone how to properly love us when we don't know how to properly love us. And when we haven't done the work to figure out our own love situation. Um, and I call it a love situation because it's like we're trying to figure out what from our foundational love was maybe tainted or was maybe corrupted that made us love this way or made us express our love this way or even receive our love this way. Um there are people who are even in relationships or whatever kind of situation where they have to, they they want something or let me rephrase that. Um, a lot of times they feel like love is them constantly giving of themselves, right? And so I can talk from that place as well because growing up and so many of you know my story. So if you follow this podcast, if you follow me on any of my platforms, I'm just like a transparent book, right? Anything that God has healed me from and he allows me to share, I share. Because in my beep, beep years of being here, and that's just me beeping out my age, y'all, I am not cursing, okay? But in my years of being here on this earth, I've experienced a lot of different things. I've experienced a lot of different tests and trials and a lot of different hardships, a lot of um, lessons, a lot of, oh my God, I can't even give everything a name as to what I've experienced in my years on this earth. And I promise you, I'm not that old. Like I'm getting up there. Let me just throw out that my son is... Um, turning 18 in just a few months, right? So I guess that will help you underline my age somewhere in there. She got to be somewhere in there. So I'm not old, but you know, I'm getting there. I'm getting on up the road. How about that? Is that what we say when we're starting to, you know, touch that age and we're like, okay, we're starting to get on up the road. Anyway, let me get back because I don't want to be distracted. Anyway, so if you follow me and you know, then you know a lot of my journey. Um, even if you purchased my book, 
Pain for Purpose, Pain for Purpose, um, where you can get that book where any books are sold. And if you want to go to my website, you can go to my website and get the book. Or if you want to DM me or hit me up and be like, hey, Sharon, I want that book. I got you because I got copies of that book as well. Um, go get that book because it'll bless your life for sure. But when you when you know my story, I'm very transparent in the things that I talk about. So I'm constantly talking about, um, you know, things that I went through in my upbringing because a lot of the things that I went through in my upbringing, I really had to do work on because I was so lost in my life that if I wouldn't have done work, I would still be lost. Um, there is no explanation for this, some of the things that I've been through in my life other than God had a plan and God wanted to use me to get the absolute glory out of my life. Listen, that's all I got. I don't have any other explanation for the things that I've been through or the things that I've encountered. So I'm always talking about my story. So my foundational love starts with my parents, which, you know, my parents were very young when I was conceived. They were very young whenever they had me. I talk about that a lot. Um, and so because they were so young, they didn't know what it meant to, you know, really love me the way that I needed to be loved because they were so young. They didn't know how to properly love themselves. And so for us girls we our our fathers are like our very first loves so our fathers technically for girls teach us how to love they always say fathers teach girls mothers teach sons and then you got parents who teach them both right but our foundational love starts with our parents so however they expressed their love to us is how we receive love and however we had to or how how we feel that we had to express our love to them taught us how we're going to express love in the world. So I'm saying that to say, if you had parents that never said, I love you, that were never affectionate, if you had parents that kind of just were not present, then sometimes you become the very thing that you don't want to become. Like I think everybody has said and not everybody because shout out to all the mamas and the daddies out there who done the work you know and they really um set the foundation for their children shout out to every single one of you for but for you know majority of us that did not we had to learn um how to really love based on what we were shown based on what was expressed to us so if our moms were you know if our parents were not present or if even if they were present but they were like they never showed affection and I think that when we talk about the men and we talk about how men were, you know, told to be tough, you be tough, you don't cry, you don't get sad, you tough it out, you figure this out. And so a lot of men expressed that they don't show that emotion because that wasn't the way that they were taught. They weren't taught to show that emotion. And in, in fact, you know, their love came from, you know, no, you're a boy, you be tough, you figure this out. 
So if you had a parent who didn't show affection, then you will find yourself sometimes shut off in relationships because you didn't receive affection. So you don't necessarily know how to give it. You don't know how to. So and then and there can even be times and I've experienced this and it wasn't until I really started to allow God to do self work on me that there were times in my life where people tried to show love according to how they loved to me but because I didn't I didn't know how to receive it it came across as rejection so if we get really really deep into this thing guys you will think about and I want you to just ponder everything that I'm saying because this thing gets really deep you know our foundational love really sets the tone for how we respond how we love and how we give our love back um, and so when we think about our foundational love and one thing that I said the root to every broken relationship begins at the foundation so when we're thinking about that, we're thinking about literally our foundational love that may have been tainted or may have been corrupt in some type of way. And it really sets the tone for us when we get into our own lives, when we get into our own relationships. And like, this is not just husband and wife this is not just boyfriend and girlfriend sometimes this is even the way that we love our children and sometimes this is even the way that we express our love to our children you know I can think about things that I experienced in my childhood and I can think about ways that I was shown love and so ways that I was shown love um it did one or two things for me in fact it did two things for me it taught me to show love um, it, well, first, it it taught me that these are ways that I don't want my kids to feel because this is how I felt when my parents showed me this kind of love. I don't want my kids to feel like this. So I'm going to figure this part out and I'm going to be the opposite of that. So I didn't get told I love you. I didn't get, you know, nobody spoke into my life. I didn't have those kind of things growing up. And so for me, it was so important that I be that mother that I didn't have, that I be that parent. I don't want to just... Um, I don't want to just hound in on mothers. I want to talk about foundational love because the foundational love is both parents present or not. Um, so I wanted to be that parent, that parent that I didn't have, that parent that I, I, I wasn't privy to when I was growing up. I really wanted to be that parent to my children because I wanted them to experience a different love experience than what I did. Um, I talk about in my book, and on my platforms, how, you know, a part of my family did not claim me, you know, and it really broke down the relationship with me and my mother. So before I say that, let me say this. I think about my, the foundation, our foundational love, and we have to think about how they were loved, how they received love. Um, and how love was expressed to them in order for them to reciprocate it to us. So when you're thinking about your foundational love and you're thinking about your parents, you have to think about their parents. You know, how was their relationship? So when I started to really dig deep, y'all, because I had to really dig deep in this thing. I couldn't figure out the way, like growing up and just 
feeling so abandoned, feeling so rejected, like just feeling like you don't have a place of belonging. Um, you really have to like, you really got to do the work. Listen, because things that I've been through, everybody don't make it through. And I'm not saying that to boast myself because it ain't got nothing to do with me. It's all God. Literally, it's all God. God took me through what he took me through because he knew that there was something that he wanted to get inside of me so that I could be effective in his purpose for my life. So I did a lot of work. And so when I think about the love that my parents may have been expressed, you know, I think about my mom and my mom didn't have a great relationship with her mother. And my mom kind of moved around from place to place when she was growing up. You know, she lived with her father some, lived with her aunt some. She was in, you know, foster care some and all of these different things. And so when I think about the way that she came up, the way that she came up was the way that I came up. Basically not living with my actual mother, but just living with other people and things of that nature. And so I'm like, this is like... Like generational curses this is like learned behavior in the sense how can we expect for our parents to show us things that they didn't have or that nobody showed to them and so when I really broke that thing down and y'all it took me years to get to this place to where we can take the expectation off of people. We can take the expectation off of our parents to be perfect and, you know, feeling like, okay, they are the reason that I am the way that I am. No, let's go back to why are they the way that they are and what happened to them in their life that affected their love language. It affected the way that they received love and the way that they gave love. Or, or express their love and what they allow to bleed in into our relationships. So when you really, really think about that, you have to really like get deep into that and you really got to do the work with within you, you know, so that you will know exactly how you're supposed to how you're supposed to heal from that love so that you can effectively give love and receive love the way that you need to give love and receive love in your relationships moving forward. Um, so going back to what I was going to say, a lot of you know that, you know, there was a part of my family who did not believe that, you know, I was, I was meant to be a part of their family. And because of that, it stemmed a lot of rejection in me and not just the rejected part of me, but it the love that was expressed to me was I've always got to do something to feel apart because nobody just pulls me in. Nobody just makes me feel like. I'm this or I'm that. And don't get me wrong, y'all. I don't want y'all to ever think that my childhood was like, oh my God, the worst ever. Because, you know, when I was with family that, you know, did love me, they loved me. But because my foundational love was so inconsistent and just so messed up that even when they were trying to express love to me the way that they knew how, I wasn't able to receive it because it was unfamiliar. So I want you to really think about how love can become unfamiliar when you don't recognize it. 
Um, so I remember just feeling for a long time that I have to give in order to get. If I want somebody to love me, then I have to, sh I got to go above and beyond. And this is more than just, you know, if you want to be a friend, show yourself friendly, it, go it goes way beyond that. It's like, okay, I've got to really go above and beyond to do things for people, for them to know that I love them because I just want them to love me back. And I found myself, and y'all, this followed me into my adulthood. I didn't do this work until I became grown and I got in my own marriage and I had my own children and I knew that there was work that needed to be done because I couldn't figure out my life. But in going through my life, even in my adulthood, this was the way that I was. So I always felt like in order for somebody to make me feel like they love me I've got to express my love gigantically or I've got to give something I've got to give so much of myself in order to get um to to feel their love and they didn't have to give to me as much as I gave to them they just had to love me they just had to love me. And I know y'all probably like, wow, but I want you to really think about it because I know I'm not the only one that's here. I can remember just, you know, going above and beyond and really just trying my best to like go and show my love. And like, I mean, like it was even to the point, like, listen, guys, it was even to the point one time where I felt like if someone said something nice to me, I automatically had to come back with something greater. Like, oh my God, oh, you're, oh, that's a cute skirt. I like that. Oh my God, girl, you is giving with your whole outfit. I love your hair. I love your shit. Like everything is giving, right? And I know, <laughs> like seriously, I can laugh about it now, guys, because I really did the work. But I want you to know at the place that I was in, this is the place that I was in at one point of my life. I felt like that if somebody was going to love me, I got to make them love me. I felt like love was more transactional than it was for somebody to just really love you, to just be like pure in heart and just love the things about you. And because I grew up the way that I grew up, you know, like I said, I didn't grow up with, you know, people praying over me and speaking into my life. And I thank God for my grandmother who took me to church, but there was still a part of church that I didn't know. There was still a part of God, a large part of God that I just didn't know. So the whole time I'm going through this, I'm kind of going through this on my own. I don't have a God to pray to, not that I didn't have him to pray to, but I didn't know how to go to God and to pray about things in my mind I thought okay my mom wasn't married when she got you know pregnant with me my dad is in another state like they both were so young like maybe God is mad at me and maybe he's like I'm gonna punish her because they did what they did or like maybe I wasn't supposed to be here and maybe and listen guys I want you to just think about this is the way that we think when we don't know who we are and this is the way that we think when we don't know the plan and the purpose that God has for our life this is the way that we think when we don't allow God to first do the work within us before we put ourselves in relationships and situations that really reveal all of these things within us that need to be healed that need to be worked out that need to be fixed right so 
excuse me. So I can remember just, you know, being at that place where I'm just like, okay, maybe God is mad at me. So I can't, I can't pray to God because I feel like he's punishing me anyway. I mean, like, look at my life. Like, I don't have this. I don't have that. Like, my parents are not present. Like, I haven't saw my dad. Like, it was just so many different things. And I couldn't figure it out. So instead of me trying, and like, we didn't know therapy and Jesus back in that day, okay? It wasn't that far though, y'all. But we didn't know about therapy and Jesus back in that day. So it wasn't a, let's go get somebody to talk to, baby. Let's go get you somebody to talk to so you can unpack all of these feelings, unpack all of these emotions so that you can really know um, what is happening in your life. It wasn't like that. So these are things that the girl who's been abandoned, the girl who's been rejected, the girls whose parents aren't present, this is, this girl with all of these issues got this to sit on her as well. And she got to figure it out. And so that's what I found myself doing, or that's at least what I thought that I was doing all this time was just trying to like figure it out until God really started to do the work on me. Like he really started to do the work and he had to show me where it stemmed from for me, where it stemmed from for me that I didn't know how I didn't know the correct way to express my love. I didn't know the correct way that I didn't know that I don't have to to beg people or that I don't have to pry people or that I don't have to impose myself on people and give them you know whatever in order for them to love me I didn't know that because my foundational love didn't teach me that because they weren't there so it was like the love that I felt for them which was non-existent and I'm just trying to get in wherever I fit in that's at the place where I'm like okay so and this is how we think. Like I said, this is how we think when we don't know who we are. This is how we think when we don't um, allow, when we don't know what God is saying concerning our lives. So we don't know what God is saying. We don't know what he's doing. And this is what, this is how we think. So I can remember, you know, just feeling this way and just going through the motions of this. And, you know, I'm just like, okay, in order for me to, you know, really get somebody to love me then I just got to do so much because if my foundation didn't want me and this is this and and I've never been an orphan in an orphanage I've never been in a you know those I've never been an orphan I've never been in an orphanage or anything like that but I can only imagine how you feel that deficit that rejection that place that you feel when your parents give you away and you they, there's no explanation and you can't explain it you can't figure it out you know you just you you just don't know so in my mind I'm just like okay if my parents you know they're not here and I'm not with them like who wants you if your parents don't want you right so it takes you and I'm not and let me clear this right because I know when people listen to this I don't want anybody to feel like that my parents and I are not we are in good spaces because now I know that this was a part of my journey and that this was a part of my story but when I'm young and I'm broken and I've got all of these things happening in my life and I can't understand and I can't figure it out this is where our mind takes us so I just wanted to make that clear because I don't want want anybody to think that this is a 
make your parents feel bad, roast your parents. Absolutely not. It took me years to do this work so that I could understand my parents and I could understand the place that they were in and how they could only give what they had and what they knew and the expectation that I had for them to be these parents that I was watching on TV and for them to be um, like the parents that, you know, I felt like some of my friends had, you know, where they had both of their parents in the house and they just lived this good life and I'm over here and I don't have either. Like, I, this is how I felt as a young girl, you know. So these are the feelings and things that I expressed. I'm making reference to this because so many of us even get into adulthood. We go from relationship to relationship to relationship and we never do the work. We never do the work. So we never figure out exactly what it is that's causing us to receive love or to express the love the way that we are. And so if we're not able to receive, if there is a deficit, if there is an, a, you know, in, um, if there's like a blockage, if there is like, you know, okay, I can't do this or I don't feel safe to do that or, you know, like, listen because the spirit of cut off would be real in my life okay and I would cut people off and I wouldn't think twice about it and I say that because like there was so much hurt and there was so much that I needed to unpack that I didn't know how to unpack I just felt like every person that came into my life if you hurt me in any kind of way I'm gonna just put you over there with the rest of the people that's done hurt me. Yeah, just going over there because that's your line over there now. You're no longer on this side. Now you're on that side. And I know that I'm not the only one that feels this way. I know that I'm not the only one that experienced it. But I am here on this podcast to let you know that you don't have to stay in this place. You do not, you absolutely do not have to stay in this particular place. You can be free. You can be healed. You can be delivered from this place that you're in. And so you can properly love. So it was, and, and a lot of times when our foundation is tainted or when our foundation is corrupt or when we don't have a good foundational start with our love, we start seeking love in all the wrong places, right? And so we don't know who we are. So of course we're unvalidated and we need people to validate who we are. We need people to validate our presence, validate our existence, right? And it doesn't matter if, you know, they're telling you something that you probably already know. It just makes you feel good to hear somebody else say it, right? So you might look in the mirror and be like, girl, you're cute. But you don't say it enough to convince yourself that you're really cute. So you might feel that you're cute, but then you feel like the rest of the world just don't feel like you're cute. So then that person comes into your life and they're like, oh, girl, you're cute. And then next thing you know, you're head over heels for him. If it's a guy, you're head over heels because he done told you something that you already know about yourself, but you don't know it enough to believe it. So you know that you're cute or you know that you're beautiful. And, but because you're flawed, like we all are, or because there are things about you that you don't like, you automatically feel like you're not good enough, or you feel like you're not, you're not presentable to where anybody would want you or where anybody would want to be with you or whatever. And so you find yourself just like looking for love from anybody. So like with women, we seek love in relationships. That's what we do. 
Um, and so women will find themselves in relationships after relationships because, and I talked about this in one of my other videos, how we're attracting the same spirit and we're attracting the same spirit in a different guy. And so we have to do self work so that we can see exactly what it is within us that keeps attracting the spirit. What is it within us that keeps attracting the same type of person? Well, guess what? There's a void there. And you haven't dealt with it. You haven't dealt with that foundational love. You haven't dealt with that broken part. And so instead of you getting healed before you go into another relationship, instead of you figuring out, like allowing God to do the work. And when I say do the work, guys, like, listen, I, I am, I was Jesus in therapy in my work. Okay. I went to God about it, but I also spoke to someone about it because I knew that, even in my prayer time, I can unpack so many things to God and, you know, getting in that place where we can really hear God and God can bring us peace in so many different situations. But knowing how to properly navigate it, knowing what was OK and what was not OK, knowing um, that it's OK for me to speak out of my mouth that this is what I did because I was feeling a void here. And for somebody to let me know that there is a way for me to unpack these emotions like that's where therapy comes in I am a firm voucher for therapy okay not only because I can help you in that area but also because I've been there and I went and I got the proper help that I needed from therapy I knew what I needed I knew what needed to happen in my life and I chose to do the work and when I chose to do the work and I allowed God to come into me and really heal those broken places God had to go way back to my foundation where in my foundational piece of love where people that I expected to be there were not there it kind of corrupted me for all of the love patterns that came into my life after that so like I said even when people were a part of my life who wanted to express love I couldn't receive that love I couldn't receive that love from them because it was unfamiliar. It didn't look like love that I'm used to. And I'm like, I don't, I don't trust it. I'm afraid of this. Like, I don't, I don't know if this is okay. I don't want to put my heart out there again. Like, Lord, I'm tired of going through. I'm tired of getting my feelings hurt. I'm tired of getting my heart broken. Like, I'm, I'm tired of letting people into a, spl a space that they're not capable of handling and I'm, I'm the one that's hurt after. So it wasn't until I went and did the work. Now, don't get me wrong. There are going to be people. Listen to me very carefully, okay? Because the enemy comes to steal, to kill, to destroy, and to distract. I added distract on there. It's not in the Bible. So if you're looking for distract in the Bible, you're not going to see it. But, you know, I added that on there because that is something that the enemy comes to do. So he's going to try you. Okay, and he'll send people into your life with those type of motives. So we have to pray for God to give us a spirit of discernment. And guess what? We have to pray for God to give us wisdom um, in every situation. But guess what? We still not going to always get it right. I experienced a situation about a year or two ago that I just felt like there is no way I could have found myself in this type of situation again. And guess what I did? 
I didn't use wisdom in the situation and it came back and it bit me. So the enemy will still come and he'll still try you. I want you to know that. But it does not negate the fact that you do the work. You do the work. You allow God to go into them places. You allow God to go into that. And listen, everybody's story is not going to be bad. Some people just did not get love expressed to them in an affectionate way. Some people were never told I love you, so they don't know how to say I love you. They were never hugged or kissed, and so they don't know how to do that. They were never, um, you know, nobody never spoke positive things into their life. So they don't know how to return that, you know, and then a lot of that stems from them not knowing who they are, you know, because I always say, you know, I was always told that I was going to be a product of the environment. The people, people that were in my life, nobody never thought that Sharon would make it, that Sharon would achieve anything in her life. Nobody never thought... You would have said, Sharon, they would have been like, nah, she going to be just like her mother or she's going to be just like somebody else or nah, she ain't going, she, nah, that girl ain't going over. She, mm -mm. yeah, she'll be here forever. She'll do, th this is how people spoke around me and it may not have always been directly in my face, but these are conversations that I would be privy to. Sometimes they knew that I was, sometimes they didn't know that I was, but it's the fact that that kind of verb it because we have so much power in our tongue so there is life and death in the tongue we have to make sure that we know that so when people are constantly speaking that over your life it could have been it, it could have been easy for me to take that path well nobody thinks i'm gonna make it anyway so let me just go ahead and be exactly who they think i'm gonna be but God, but God's plan for my life was greater than that. God's plan for my life. Listen, all things work together. That is my faith. That is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible Romans 8 and 28. And I'm telling you, Romans is my book. Romans, Corinthians, like I love them books, right? But Romans 8 and 28, all things work together for the good of those who love God. The good, the bad, the ugly. It don't say good, it don't say bad, it don't say ugly. It said all things work together for the good of those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose. That is the scripture. And when I revert that scripture to my life and it became one of my favorite scriptures because I said, okay, God, with everything that you've taken me through in my life, and it always didn't feel good. In fact, most of the time, it didn't feel good, but it was necessary for where you were going because all of these things are working together. All of these things that I've been through are working together for the purpose that you have in my life. All of these things are working together for where you're taking me in my life. And I couldn't be more thankful at this place right now. At this place right now, this place that I'm currently in right now, I couldn't say that then because I didn't understand it. But now that I know, now that I understand, things are different. So I just want you to know that doing the work is necessary. Allow God to go into them places. Allow him to go into those core places. Figure out that foundational love. Figure out what happened in your love. Figure out why you receive love the way you do. Why do you express love the way you do? And allow God to love you. Listen, I was that person, and I'm, I'm telling you, my story is so unique, and God allowed it to be so unique because he really wants me to be the voice to get it out there. I guess God knew that I like, okay, 
y'all i love to talk right (laughs) podcast hello i love to talk but even growing up and i'm gonna say this and then i'm gonna jump back even growing up this is how i've always talked so i'm just a regular old girl from waysboro for anybody who knows anything about waysboro and into county with a little country place down there and i didn't talk like anybody down there so people used to always tell me like why do you talk like that like where you from why you talk like that but not knowing that god was using that all along because he knew that he wanted to use my voice i would have never known that because i done been there my whole life well at that time just like everybody else i had never been out of the state at all so it was like hey listen girl you don't talk like you from around here. People used to tell me all the time, like, you talk like you from up north somewhere. And I'd be like, I ain't never been up north a day in my life, but I receive it. Thank you. That's what, <laughs> that's what I used to say all the time. But God's plan for my life was always for me to be able to do what I did. So I'm saying all of that to say my story is so unique. And I was that person that I couldn't, even when I allowed God to come in and heal those places and I allowed God to come in and really like just uproot all of these things that were rooted in, that were holding me bondage, that were holding me bound. And I allowed him to replenish me with his love as I went to therapy and unpacked all of these things that I had going on on the inside that needed to be unpacked. God showed me what it felt like to really feel loved. And I know that, and I listen, I'm not the only one who can attest to that. Listen, God will show you if you let him, honey. I always say, God will bless you if you let him. God will show you if you let him. If you allow him to come in, and if you allow God to be that for you, he will be all of that and some. God came into my life and showed me how it felt to be really loved. And that I didn't need to go above and beyond. I don't have to go above and beyond for God to love me because he loved me. I don't have to clean it up. I don't have to fix it up. I don't have to pretend to be anything that I'm not because he loves me just the way that I am. He loves me just the way that I am. And he loved me just where I was in that moment. And I needed that. I needed God to wrap his arms around me and say, hey, Sharon, listen. I love you and I want you to know what it feels like to be loved. I want you to feel this. I want you to experience this because I want you to know that this is this is not nothing that's far out in a way and something that you know you can't feel like no I want you to know that even if you didn't get it in the foundation this is your love expressed right here this this is how you should feel when somebody really really loves you and when God did that for me guys really like literally it changed the way not the not just the way that I was able to express my love because I didn't feel the need to go above and beyond I didn't feel like I had to just you know beg people or pry people I didn't feel like I had to you know do all this extra stuff just to feel it he allowed me to know that, you know, if you've got to do all of that to feel love, baby, dang, that, that's not the person. And that is okay. Listen, God taught me how to be okay with things in my life. 
And he will teach you how to be okay too. We will take away the expectation. We'll take away that high level of this is the way that it's supposed to be and accept what is and be okay with things the way that they are. We got to learn how to accept and be okay. So God really did that for me. He really did that for me. He really showed me what it felt like to be loved and then started to teach me how to express my love to people because I struggled. I was expressing my love in one way and that wasn't the correct way. I don't have to do that to express my love. So God was showing me how to properly express my love to people and not allow people to take advantage of the fact that I don't have a love foundation or take advantage of the fact that, you know, I, nobody really loves me. So we, we know that she won't be loved. We know she want to fit in. And you know what? The, the crazy thing is you would be surprised at the people who would know these things about you. Um, and they'll see these things on you and they won't bring it to your attention, but they'll see these things on you and they'll start to use it to their advantage. I've had people in my life who have literally used it to their advantage. People that you, that I would have thought would have taken it and been like, hey, baby, come here. I can see that you really struggle with this. And I just want to help you. Listen, I want you to know that this is a safe place. Um, but instead, they used it to their advantage. So I just want you to know that God did that for me. He showed me how to properly express my love. And then he started to show me how to receive it. So even in my receptive, being receptive of love, I didn't feel the need to come back with something because I got to outdo you in love. I don't, I don't, I don't have to outdo you in love like that. That ain't. I don't have to do that. Now, if I desire to express my love and show my love and all of these things, then yeah, do that. But I don't have to do it in order to be loved. And so I'm just here to encourage you guys today. Listen, I just want you to be encouraged today. I want you to think about your foundational love. I want you to really stem from it. Listen, go do some research because I did research. I did research. I, I spoke with both of my parents and, you know, I spoke to my um, mother about her foundation of love and even with her mother and her father and things that my mom experienced and there were a lot of blockages and I can say this because I've had this conversation with my mother, but even when you don't do the work and your love, your foundation is kind of tainted and then you project that onto other people because you didn't do the work, you don't, you, you didn't realize that there were things that you needed to unpack. There were things that you needed to heal from. And I can remember back before I wrote my book or in the process of writing my book, I had to write. A chapter in my book called A Mother's Love. I'm telling you guys, go and get that book. So I had to write a chapter in that book called A Mother's Love because that was foundational for me that played a part in my pain that really turned into my purpose. So I remember writing this chapter in my book and when I was writing it, I was like, um, I wanted my mother to read it. And um, I remember us having so many different conversations and there were things that, you know, she told me that I never knew. 
And as we started to unpack these things together, then there were places in my mom where I knew that she would have never been able to be what I needed her to be because there were so there was so much healing that she needed on her own. How can we expect people to give what they don't have? We're expecting them to give us love and they don't have it to give because they're so balled down and broken on their own. So I just want you guys to know that you got to go and do the work. Listen, go and do the work for this foundational love. Go and do the necessary work. Figure out why you love the way that you do and allow God to love you in a way that shakes up things and that changes your life forever. Listen to me. I am Sharon Tillman. Thank you guys so much for joining. Have an amazing day.